0: Okay, I'll uh, just run through the checklist. Uh, take a pee?
1: Yeah, I was I was just saying. I was late because I was going through the checklist. <laughs>
0: For sure. <laughs>
1: Next time when, when somebody asks me uh, if I went to the toilet and somebody asks me what I was doing, I would I would also I would always uh, say I was just going through the checklist. <laughs>
0: right. It makes sort of sense that the that, that different bodies could, could be differently sensitive to insulin or, exactly. or process carbohydrates dif- like at, at a different rate.
1: Yeah, these are the lucky ones, you know, the, the ones we hate because <laughs> they can eat so much and they still, you know, stay the same. So, Radek, you got a new microphone. Yeah. So it's not only about Nozbe 3, 9 years, whatever, anniversary. We are improving quality also on the podcast front And here
0: yes this is a new era of uh quality entertainment for your wow. ears
1: so so i you know, look strange because you have like one mic two mics i mean you know explain the setup because there is something you know in front of you now
0: right okay so i i got a, a new mic it's a proper mic not like super expensive super professional but it is a mic um it's audio technica 80 Twenty zero five USB in case someone is interested. I love these names, man. I also bought, yeah, f- names right. Uh, I also have a stand, a a mic boom uh, that sort of positions the mic in front of my face. Um, one thing that's missing is a pop filter. So uh, if if you can hear me popping when I see when I say like P or B, then apologies, but I try to avoid it by just not having the mic point right into my face. Uh, and I, I still have my earpods recording as a backup, but hopefully we don't have to use it that.
1: I thought you bought the pop filter. Ah, oh, it didn't arrive yet.
0: Right, it didn't arrive. I, I ordered it yesterday.
1: All right, all right. So on my end, uh, it's similar. I have the, the microphone, the Rode XY, or X, IXY uh, connected to my iPhone. So I'm recording with my iPhone. And then I have also, um I have the 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 Bose, micro, uh, the Bose you know, um, headphones. And I record here as well on the Mac as a backup. So this way, you know, something that is bound to happen didn't shouldn't happen, so we are recording.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm actually surprised it only happens once. Yeah, Because it, it just seems so inevitable that we would forget it sometime.
1: Yeah, so um, another thing is that we are both uh, speaking to our microphones, as you said, without actually, you know, speaking to the microphones, but like, you know, next to them. So this way we can avoid the, the PB and stuff.
0: Right, I mean, I ideally you would have, or at least I would have my mic right here in front of my face uh, because it's it just the sort of mic that works the best, the closer, the closer you are to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I, I have to have a pop filter with it for that to work. So I'm sort of trading a little bit of quality for, for not just screwing up the audio, but 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 anyway, like it, it, it's pretty amazing. Like I didn't fully notice, I didn't fully appreciate how big of a difference it makes until I actually uh, got that mic and recorded myself with two mics at the same time, like saying the same stuff and then compared. And it's like I I I didn't notice how bad. Uh, our audio sounded yeah until i i heard my own voice and not just you know by listening to other podcasts but when i heard my voice so clear so hd on on a proper mic then i just can't go back and now it seems like it's 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 a requirement
1: yeah so i'd like to have everyone you know listening to really uh, mark this day in the calendar cuz uh, i mean really Radic is getting serious now I mean he you know he bought a gym member membership to be you know to be more fit now he bought a proper mic to do a proper podcasting I mean you know man you're serious you mean business here
0: so uh let's let's talk about um our weight uh both you and me have had this um little effort recently to yeah. lose weight to get down to our sort of sweet spot yep. And I stole an idea from one of my favorite podcasts, which is uh, Hello Internet. All right. And I figured, you know what we should do? We should sort of have this this, this tiny little uh, segment and, and just sort of, um, to, I don't know, to keep ourselves motivated and to, to have everyone keep us in check. Let's do a weekly weigh in and just sort of co- compare week by week uh, our progress. What do you think?
1: okay we can do that
0: <laughs> okay uh do you have t- today's numbers
1: yeah yeah so um it's in kilograms can it be in kilograms
0: yeah americans you know that's their problem <laughs> all
1: right so our american friends uh, you know uh there's a cal- very easy you just put it in google it will just translate to two pounds so um 66.8 kilograms
0: 66.8
1: yes that's correct
0: and your goal is 66 okay that's close.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was, I, I set up the goal, you know, uh, to have sixty six by the end of this month, and we are recording this at the end of the month. Uh, so I'm very close to hitting the goal. I might mm. be, you know, I might be, <laughs> I might miss it by zero point something, but it's, you know, it, I think it's, you know, within the acceptable range.
0: Okay, okay, so, okay, uh, so you're really close. You're like two pounds. Uh, you're welcome, Americans, uh, from your goal. Uh, I'm also close. So, right now, I'm um, 73.3 kilograms today. Wow. And my goal is 70. 70? Right.
1: But it's really, you know, nothing. I mean, you, you're a tall guy. 70 is really nothing.
0: Um. Well, you'd think so, but I, I'm I'm not that tall. And I'm not muscular. So, like... You know, weight is one thing, but but, but like, right. it, it's it's pretty clear that that there still is um some some excess fat and and that's that has to go. All right. <laughs> but so so I'm also pretty close and not as close as as you. I thought you were further away. But uh, just sort of for for context, uh, over the last six years, uh, the one time. I, I got the closest to what I'm where I'm here, I was like uh 76. Wow. So I was three kilograms more. And for the majority of the last six years, I was above 80. Alright. And at one peak, at, at my highest, and actually not the best thing right here, uh, in like 2013, at one point I was ninety-two. Ninety-two yeah i know it's ridiculous right
1: yeah if you compare i mean 20 kilograms more it's for f- more than 40 pounds more
0: right wow it, it's it's a lot so where i'm here it's like already amazing because i never got even even close here like the last time when i was 73 kilograms was was when i was still sort of growing right i yeah. was just much shorter right so so that's so that's pretty cool and not only it seems like uh i will hit this goal it seems like um i will do it within something like 6 weeks probably at the current rate mm-hmm. and this time around it seems almost easy maybe not easy but it doesn't seem unachievable anymore as it did in the past
1: yeah i mean in my case in my case for example this month was tough cuz i was um I mean, on Christmas, I was eating like you know, like a Polish guy, so I really had you know indulged myself, and um and I and I came back, uh, home with you know seventy kilograms, so um so wow. four four kilograms more than my uh you know, uh, goal weight, and again, um I went you know slow carb diet uh, almost you know hundred uh, percent and um with some exceptions, but you know I, I'm I'm pretty strict with this uh, with what I'm eating. Sometimes it hurts because sometimes I really feel like eating something with carbs, and 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 also when my wife gets something really yummy, then I, I would want to participate, but I can't. Right. So like these situations are tricky. But what I found out over this last uh, month is exactly because you know last time I was on a diet, it was two years ago when I actually lost my weight from seventy five kilograms. I mean, so seventy four kilograms to sixty six, and um. And, that, and at that time, I, I so I forgot how it, how it was. So in my case, for example, I don't know how it's in your case, but in my case, it's very often that, you know, when you start a diet, within the first week, you lose something, which is, like, encouraging, and it's like, wow, I'm losing something, that's right. good. And then, like, for two weeks, it's nothing. It just doesn't move. I'm, like, in my case, it was just, like, 70, uh, it was 60, uh, 68 um, all the time. So I was, like, 68, 68, I was, like, I'm really trying here and it's 68, you know, and then 68 point something, 67.8 and then 68 point something. And like, really, like seriously. And then suddenly it goes 67 point something and then 66 point something. And then it stays here. So like, and it was the same, I mean, if, I will link in the show notes to my article, you know, about my diet two weeks, two years ago, it was the same thing. Like the first week was, was good. Then there were like th- weeks of plateau. But then I would I would lose one kilogram per week, like on a constant basis. So Mm. like this is why it's really hard to lose weight if you give up, if you just, you know, if you don't, you know, keep going because your body has to adjust to a different kind of you know foods and everything and different uh, kind kind of energy. And it takes time.
0: Right. But between like for the last two years, uh, since last you were dieting like like that, you know, strictly. Um, you you didn't really have much of a problem staying at your um, healthy range, right?
1: Yeah, because it's not only that I I, I lost uh, weight and I was just dieting, I changed the way I was eating. so I wasn't eating right. as many carbs as I used to. The important thing I changed is that I and I keep doing that, I eat every three hours. So and my body's already used to it that like every 3 hours I'm freaking hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> so but then I eat something like a small portion of something of something good, something healthy and then I keep going. Then it's fine. So right. so the the portions changed and the the, the the you know the timetable changed. And this way I had really and I was you know I was you know I'm fit I'm 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 doing triathlons so I'm really practicing for triathlons. So I'm I'm I keep I keep um, you know uh, my training which is like you know a few hours a, a week. So in this way, um, I didn't have problem keeping it up, but um, but you know at some point I decided I, I like last fall I started you know eating like more crappy foods at some point and then there were like you know different occasions and I started you know slacking off.
0: Right, but but I, I like what you said that you didn't just like go on a diet two years ago, but you changed the way. You ate. Exactly. And I feel like this is exactly the, the change I'm seeing with myself now. Because um, I, I mentioned my 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 peak of 92 kilograms. Um uh, mm-hmm. and after that, I like within something like seven months maybe, I lost 15 kilograms. Yeah. So massive change. But but the problem is that while I, I never my my weight was never that high again. It didn't stick because I didn't truly change. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, like I didn't change the way I ate. I just went sort of on the diet. I mean, n- not even like um, like formally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never was formally on the diet. I just sort of like, well, I'm trying to lose weight, right? All right. And then I stopped. And then I was surprised that after a while it started going up again, right? So uh, I-, I posted a screenshot of my um, sort of weight graph o- over time Uh, in one of the the previous episodes and you could see there that I lost a tremendous amount of weight but then it started like going up and down and up again right but now not only am I losing a lot of weight fast like I did then but I feel like this time uh, the the changes I made and the way I made those changes seem sustainable like I mentioned some time ago we're talking about sort of um, briefly about dieting strategies that yeah. uh, that, that that you're um, like really strict about the the diet you chose, mm-hmm. and and I suggested that yeah I mean it makes sort of sense because it's it's in some respects it's it's easy to be 100 percent sort of stick to the rules instead of like trying to to do the balancing act, mm-hmm. but the problem is that when you try to be really strict about the rules and it's hard, it's tiring, then it will likely not stick, right? Right. And mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm not trying to to go on a diet and do something to lose weight. I'm trying to like change my diet and sort of um, get to the point where like it's a diet to follow for the rest of my life, right? So, so that yeah. not only I, I reach the, the goal, but actually it stays there.
1: Yeah, so for example, one of the tips, I mean, because in slow carb diet, what, what I really like, and I think Tim Ferriss was brilliant about it, is that you get you get to have one day off that you just you can you know indulge yourself, and um, a week, and I actually I actually modified the rule and I indulge myself the whole weekend. So oh. um, so I'm looking forward to the weekend, and on the weekend I know, uh, and the best part, and then, uh, I think he said it on his one of the podcasts is that, okay, if you can eat carbs on the weekend, I mean, on on or on your day off. They better be freaking good. I mean, so, so you just, <laughs> nice. so really. It- like on the weekends I, I i drink the best wine i can get i drink the you know if i if i get a beer it better be a good beer if i um if i eat some carbs some ice cream or whatever it better be a good ice cream you know um not some you know cheap stuff or cheap pasta or whatever no 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 if i get, if i if my body is to get carbs you know they're gonna be freaking good carbs <laughs> so so that's the thing and, and and this way it makes the weekend a celebration actually you know and and then i know that on the, over during the week i will be you you know, on the, on this diet, so that's one thing. Second thing, as I said, the the regular schedule of, of food. It's amazing how the body reacts. I mean, my body is like to the clockwork. When it's noon, you know, it just it's just it. I just feel hungry, and then when I feel hungry again, it's three o'clock. It's like you know, it's exactly my body knows exactly when I'm hungry. So this is this is also very cool, and um, and you know, uh, the last part is uh, that even though I wasn't dieting in the last two years, like. Every week I was trying to have like one or two days without carbs you know just just mm. just to be you know just to be in the check just to be again my life changed and the way as I said the way I was eating changed and uh, and it's not going to be I'm, I'm not gonna eat ever the same way as I did before this so like right. it's just changed permanently and I think this is why it
0: it sticks okay so I guess we have to talk about the book why we get fat yeah and not uh how to get fat <laughs> so yeah. why we get fat so you mentioned this book two weeks ago yeah and then you also mentioned it again during the pics last week and i mentioned last week that on thursday i started reading it and was liking it so far and then i actually uh, finished reading it on sunday so okay so that was quick uh, yeah, it's amazing how quick uh, I can read audiobooks compared to, like, paper or, or, or e-books. All right. But anyway, um, I have a really serious problem with this book. Okay. And the problem is, why didn't you tell me about it before? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> so so I guess I should um, so, sort of summarize what the book is about. Mm-hmm apart from 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 its name because it's interesting and potentially controversial and it, it ties into this this whole notion of you can't trust uh, anything about nutrition exactly. right like everyone tells their own thing and and how the hell you know what's actually true and, and good for you yeah. so it's sort of a, a tricky subject so okay uh, so so this book tries to make a case that this idea of calories in calories out and the and the sort of common easy wisdom of just eat less and move more yeah is is counterproductive and if not if not technically wrong then just not useful in practice Exactly So okay so, so the common idea when you, you know, as for dieting and like trying to lose weight and like get lean and stay there is that, well, it's as simple as calories in, calories out, right? Yeah. And, and this has like tremendous intuitive appeal, right? Like food is energy and you use this energy. So if more energy, like if you're taking more energy than you use, then something's got to give, so you get
1: fat, right? Right. I mean, this is, this this seems
0: obvious. Like it it seems, it seems obvious and intuitive and understandable, right? Like sure. Sure. It's that way. But this only actually makes sense under, under multiple assumptions that are, that are not safe assumptions to make. Yeah. So, so, so for example, um, the assumption is that um, you you control consciously one hundred percent of like what you eat, right? Yeah. So, like, it doesn't take into account the fact that largely it's your body that regulates how how hungry you are, and you. You know, unless you're, you're doing it wrong, like if you eat when you don't feel hungry, then that's a problem. But mm-hmm. generally the way people eat is they eat when they're hungry and when they're no longer hungry, they no longer eat, right? Right. So it doesn't take into into account the fact that there there might be sort of a process in the body that dictates how much you f- you feel like you have to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and and also it, it it just assumes that any energy that's not consumed by using your muscles um, magically transforms into fat, and and that that just doesn't appear to be true, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also this notion of just eat less and move more. But again, it, it has these same problems. Like if your if your body decides that it's star for energy, so you're hungry, you have to eat and you don't eat, then like, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not just a diet. It's, it's like semi starvation and it's not sustainable. And anecdotal evidence, like from, from my attempts of, of doing just that, just, it doesn't work like that. You, You can't just eat less when you feel hungry. It just doesn't work and it never sticks. Mm-hmm. and th- there's this idea that just move more, but again, while being physically active makes a lot of sense from health perspective in general um the book argues and like makes a pretty compelling argument that just for losing weight it's it's most likely ineffective like th- there is no good evidence that it actually works, and the reason why is that if you have it assumes that the energy intake will stay constant if you just move more. Yeah. But but again, you can you can just notice it by yourself when you go on a on a big workout and and come back home. You are starving. You're hungry, and guess yep. why? Because you burn a lot of energy, and you need that energy yep. to resupply. Yep. So so obviously. Like ultimately, calories in, calories out, at some level, will be true because, like, like obviously, the energy has to be preserved. But it's just, it's not useful as a way of thinking about losing weight. And calories and-
1: are not created equal. You know, a calorie from a you know from a donut is a different calorie from a like, from a different you know food.
0: Right, and 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 so and so, this is the idea. Like. Uh, a calorie is a calorie as a unit you know, of, of energy, but again, it's it's not useful when you try to think about how your body actually processes it. Yeah. Right. And so the, the book makes an argument and as far as I'm concerned, a, a really compelling argument that we shouldn't think of. And again, it, it seems so obvious when you say that You we shouldn't think of obesity and being overweight as fundamentally being about energy imbalance but about a um, a problem with fat regulation which is like yeah. <laughs> duh, duh right <laughs> and so the fundamental question isn't how much you eat and how much energy you expend but the, the fundamental problem is your body accumulates too much fat why so you can just immediately look at what you eat and and make a, a a leap of faith that everything in between is is like obvious. The the first question you have to ask is what regulates body fat? Yeah. And what regulates body fat? Uh, insulin levels. Mm-hmm. When the insulin level is is high, fat will be accumulated, and when it's low, uh, it will, fat will be released so it can be burned as sort of used as energy. Right okay, so what causes insulin levels to go up or down? And uh, there's a lot of um, sort of mechanisms, a lot of nuance that goes into this and uh, the book was, uh, there were a few chapters particularly um, sort of went in a lot of detail about like biological yeah. processes that govern this. But ultimately or, or primarily insulin levels are, are dependent on glucose levels in the blood yeah and it makes perfect sense right because glucose is needed in blood but it's also toxic in high levels you can't have too much glucose in in your blood because it's it's toxic yeah right so when it's it's too low insulin level go down so that fat is released and can be burned for energy but when it's there's too much glucose in in blood, uh insulin levels will go up so that the excess glucose will be stored away. Yeah. And well that that is that makes a lot of sense. So now the question is how you know what what determines this? Mm -hmm. Like what 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 makes glucose levels be high? And now that doesn't doesn't take too much imagination to to see that, well, glucose is, is sugar, right? It's, it's the yeah. simplest sugar. So when you, when you eat carbohydrates, then then glucose will be released to your blood. Right? Exactly. And so now the question is how much, not just anything you eat, but how much carbohydrates you eat and what kind of, because when you eat something like sugar. Sugar is not glucose, but like uh, just to simplify, you can imagine it is like it's it's very simple. then your your glucose level will spike like almost instantly, right? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that even things that that don't seem like simple sugars, stuff like bread, pasta, you know rice, um, potatoes, those starch essentially. Mm-hmm this is also digested by uh, our bodies really really quickly and yeah. so our bloodstream will be just flooded with glucose very quickly and depending on on your your body like like it it also makes sense like another um anecdotal evidence that that or anecdotal data that it it um sort of confirms is how some people appear to eat just a lot like as much as anyone but they never get fat Mm -hmm. and when you think about it this way it's not it's not calories in calories out but when you when you look at it from the perspective of how a body regulates fat yeah and it makes perfect sense because like it makes a lot of sense that that the different bodies could could be Differently sensitive to insulin, or exactly. or process carbohydrates dif- like at, at a different rate.
1: Yeah, these are the lucky ones, you know, the the ones we hate because <laughs> they can eat so much and they still you know stay the same.
0: Yeah, I, I, I laughed at it uh, last week when you said uh, you misspelled the name of the book as uh, how to how to get fat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like I remember, for example, having a, a, a classmate in, in in high school who was like a really skinny guy. Uh, but, but also like going to the gym and trying to get, to get like muscular and stuff. And like, he was constantly eating at school, but he just couldn't, he just couldn't get fat <laughs> or maybe not fat, but, but, but like accumulate enough fat to be in the healthy range. Yeah. So, okay. Now that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So this made me think like really... It is a, a simple a simple um, sort of point to, to to take out of out of this book. but it's more of a like it 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 completely changes the sort of mental model you have around eating because like there are so many competing sort of ideas oh, yes. that are sort of in our collective culture eater. That you just don't know what the hell to do. Like there's there's stuff like carbs are bad and like okay maybe maybe it's just fat diet I don't know. But also fat is bad and yeah. like obviously like since since um you can't eat eat too much protein because it will literally make you sick and like the 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 percentage of, of protein we can eat is is like a healthy amount is between like fifteen and twenty five percent. And so the rest has to be fat and carbohydrates, because like that's pretty much all we take energy from. And since both carbs are bad and fat is bad, and obviously fat is bad because we get fat, so it must be fat that's bad. It's just like, you don't know what to do, right? And you have this ideas of like, you have to change the way you eat, but you also have to starve yourself and also exert your body unnaturally. It's like, you don't know what to do, right? And, and this um, sort of making an, an assumption that this makes sense and this is true, it makes a lot of things a lot simpler to think about. Mm-hmm. Because, because suddenly like you have this clarity that the primary thing you have to do is regulate the amount and the kind of carbohydrates you eat. Because carbohydrates uh, is also stuff like a lot of like green vegetables, which is also like mostly carbs, but they're like really complex carbs mm-hmm. mixed in with fiber, so it it takes a lot of time for the body to to digest that, so it's less much less of a problem. Yeah, and and unlike you, like I'm I'm not trying to be strict about like you know like like go on a diet and be strict about like eating essentially no carbs. I'm. I'm not planning to, to do that, and uh, considering my progress, it seems like it's unnecessary for me. Mm-hmm. But still, there's this clarity that, okay, when I feel like I'm hungry, I need to eat, then I have to eat, and I don't have to be scared of, of fat, uh, and and there are other considerations as for fat, uh, like there are some kinds that that are or might be bad for you for other reasons, but. Yeah. They, you know just from the perspective of of weight loss you don't have to be worried about fat uh carbs are are bad and and uh like s- stuff like green vegetables fine but sugar is bad um stuff like uh bread and etc also not n- n- not good for you and i dropped it almost completely mm-hmm. uh, and i'm saying always because I, I'll. Do- Again, I'm I'm not super strict about it, so I'll still like sometimes have a little bit of you know bread or rice or whatever. Yeah. But but my body, you know, when I when I'm not trying to half starve myself, it's not much of a problem, and my body doesn't doesn't say that I need to eat carbs because like I got an energy from another source and it's fine. And it also makes some other things clearer, like, um, you, would think that fruit is just like, good for you completely. Yeah. And, and actually maybe that's problematic because sure fruit is healthy to some extent, there's, there's stuff in there that's good for you. Probably, um, like, I don't know, vitamins and whatever, why not? Right. But also when you. When you realize that the biggest problem is is carbs, and that fructose in particular is is particularly like insidious, particularly fattening, then you think twice about you know putting too much fruit into your diet.
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, I, I remember I had this chat with my doctor um, after I did my uh, diet like what to do next. And uh, for example, here where I live, uh, oranges are very popular and, and they are here local and they're very, very good and um, very juicy. And like the orange juice is like the, everybody's breakfast, you know, they have the glass of orange juice. So like, so my doctor said, Michael, it's very easy instead of drinking a glass of orange juice, which consists of like three or to four oranges. So just eat one orange. So when you eat right. one orange you get lots of juice and you get also all the fiber uh, and and uh, right. and you don't eat and you don't uh, consume like you know four times the fructose uh, dose that you would get so like tips like this for example so I still you know I still get fruits you know when I'm you know out of my diet I, I will still eat fruit but in this way in this way I get the fiber I get the good stuff and not just the, the pure juice
0: Right that's uh, that that's that's a good point and one thing I wanted to to say about this is that this is not just revealing, but almost freeing, you know, mm-hmm. because like trying to half starve yourself to create this energy imbalance so that you lose weight is like incredibly um, tiring. And just it, it's, it has no, no way of sticking.
1: Yeah. I mean, here, here they they, they they tell you you can eat all you want, just don't eat carbs so much, you know. And and this is great,
0: right? And this idea that I don't have to be worried about the amount of food I eat, you know, as long as I, as I don't, you know, again, if you eat when your body doesn't tell you you have to eat, like when you don't feel hungry, when you feel full and you eat anyway, that's not good for you. But otherwise, when you just eat. As much as your 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 body tells you to and the change is not the in the amount but in in the kind of food that is way easier that is something that I can not just like live without but something that feels almost like okay fine that's a solved problem like that's not hard like it just like everything you know about, like how your body reacts to 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 like to essential clues like hunger, and also how habits are formed. Again, same same cue: you're hungry. Same routine: you eat. But the difference is that you eat something else. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. And uh, the, the book noted that, and I, I know you, you did also. Um, you, it takes a little bit of time to readjust when you go from a a, a carb a, a carb full diet mm-hmm. to to something that has few carbs. It will take some time to adjust because your your body has to sort of figure out how to how to burn a, an energy from a different um, ratio of of foods. But but after that, it's like not a problem at all.
1: Yeah, and that's why, for example, after reading this book, uh, when I when I got back to the slow carb diet by Tim Ferriss, for me it was obvious. It was a, it was really, I mean, the the most straightforward application of what the book was saying, and and because Tim Ferriss is a little bit you know tricky and he's a little bit uh, let's say uh, controversial in many ways, uh, I was skeptical about his diet because. I, I didn't trust that it was actually good for my health long-term wise. Right. But after reading this book, I knew that, that I, I'm on the safe side. So uh, that's why, um, yeah, that's why it was very easy for me to uh, to implement this.
0: Right. Um, so now the most important question is, is it true? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, is what the book says actually um, validated? Is it? Is it a a safe advice and, and something that will actually work. And so, um, you know, considering the the topic, uh, I did a little bit of, of digging, just, yeah. you know, uh, see what the internet says about it. Um, sort of see if, if, if someone isn't like, why we get fat? Uh, uh, debunking or whatever, right? Yeah. And I definitely found some criticism uh, about the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, criticism that, some of it I I, I can't judge because it was like, um, you know, uh, according to like other research, something else is something else. Right. But there was stuff that I could definitely see, definitely agree with. Like, okay, uh, there were some arguments made in the book that um, perhaps weren't very well made, uh, perhaps sort of... um, uh, there were a few things that 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 someone pointed out. Okay, that's sort of a logical fallacy, but okay, fine. But it was in regards to something that like wasn't an essential part of, of the book, just some aside or whatever. Yeah. Um, th- there were some stuff like um, th- there were things that the book, some like nuance, some details that that the book didn't uh, mention. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was stuff like that. So essentially there are some people who objected to to like some of the, the the fine grade details or to the style of the book but i i haven't i haven't found anything compelling that would be like um okay uh this is bs and like either this is completely bad for you or you won't lose weight in in, in this way i haven't found anything like that so that's, that's encouraging.
1: All right. So, I mean, there was a, a different diet from different guy from like a different doctor. I don't remember the name. I have to Google it. So we'll link it in the show notes, but there was a doctor who, who, who was also, uh, proposing this kind of diet and, uh, like a few patients like had some issues like, later, but like in, in, you know, in, in, the, in some thousands that he actually, you know, helped. And um, many people were saying, you know, this is, this is, you know, BS, you know, uh, you have to eat carbs, whatever. And then there were, there was some additional, you know, kind of pseudo research showing that some people, you know, when they don't, when they eat too much protein and they don't uh, get enough carbs, something bad happens to them. But as we know, it's really hard to find really, you know, legitimate proof of, of these things.
0: Right, and I definitely saw something like um, there's this really long comment I think on on Amazon, and I'll link to those because I I noticed uh, I noted those links. Uh, but there was someone who like mentioned that like there are multiple ways to sort of be healthy and stay lean, and it might to some extent depend on on, on the person, which again the book said exactly. So someone uh, noted that like there is some evidence that um, for some people and it's like genetic, like depending on like your body, having lots of fat in in your diet, like regardless of of the type of fat, uh, really might be bad for you. Yeah. Uh, But but for for the most part, like everyone seems to agree that yeah, we do have too much carbs in our diet, Mm -hmm. and and also everyone seems to agree that. That despite the fact that there was this this sort of huge idea going on for for decades uh, in sort of uh, science community about uh, you know fat probably being bad for you, and and research on, on this like to the best of 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 my knowledge and I haven't seen anything to to sort of say uh, conclusively otherwise. Uh, The 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 research has not been very compelling. Like there haven't been really compelling results as for fat making you fat. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence. It seems that carbs and especially carbs that you know simple carbs really do make you fat. And anecdotal um, evidence also seems to confirm that.
1: I just wanted to say that there is a great example in the book actually of the of the poor countries you know and in the poor countries right. the the, the mums are fat i mean how can how can they be fat if they ha- they're almost starving right but right it's because they choose the mums uh, in the poor countries the mums give the best food they can to the kids and eat the rest like you know the, like the the simplest stuff the, the carbs the bread you know the, the stuff that they can eat and and you know they're starving but they're fat
0: Right. I mean, it is it is interesting. And, and, and there was a whole chapter about that. How, like, there's this idea that uh, we have this obesity epidemic because we got rich and we have, like, uh, easy access to food. So you eat too much food, right? Yeah. And it's like work, works with, with the idea that it's all about uh, energy and balance. But then, how is it, like, really, how is it that, uh, like, any country you look at, um th- there is this, this proportion that you're much more likely to be fat if you're also poor yeah like huh that really makes you think doesn't it and and also a lot of um poor countries or or like or, or, or stuff like um there, there was a mention of, of this na- Native American tribe that um you know uh suddenly changed their diet because Europeans came right and and whatever and and suddenly uh, they started eating way way more carbs like starches and f- they changed from being overall lean to 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 having lots of obesity right mm-hmm. a- a- and so like there there seems to be pretty good evidence that that, that there is strong correlation and causation in, in like carbs making you fat.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, and it's, you know, if you think about it, you know, uh, in America, the problem with obesity is, is very widespread now. And it's also because like, like if you go there, um, like lots of things have sugar. I mean, there's sugar everywhere. Like it's like, it's, you know, all with sugar, everything is sweet. So you get, I mean, the insulin is just, is just jumping up and down there.
0: Yeah. And also an interesting thing about, um, about us. And, uh, I, I don't have the data to, to to say how much it matters, but there's there's a lot of this this thing they call high fructose corn syrup, right?
1: All right. Yes.
0: Which um, which it seems like like even those even those sucrose is essentially uh, just like split up into glucose and fructose in in your liver. Uh, there there seems to be like some differences in how it it's metabolized and high fructose corn syrup. Not only high fructose corn syrup uh, tastes bad compared to real sugar, it's also worse for you. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of it in U.S. because the uh, like as far as as I know, th- there's some stupid stuff like some like high import taxes on sugar or something like that. So they just use a lot of high fructose corn syrup and and way way less like sugar.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, for example, in my family, we are, you know, we've totally dropped products with, with, uh, with, with glucose uh, syrup. And you know, we are really, when we buy something like that, we just throw it away and we never buy it again. Cause uh, it's really, it's really bad for you. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, so the last thing I wanted to to mention is it's interesting to look at my weight loss over the last four, four months. Oh, because I I forgot to to, to mention that. Um, I lost seven and a half kilograms in 17 weeks. So it's something like half a kilogram per week over nice. four months. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, was, I lost a lot of weight, but it's like, until I read this book, it was like, okay, like I, I tried to like eat less and eat better stuff and etc. But but again, I, I was still like conflicted and, and pulled in all directions from different ideas about what you should eat to yeah. be, not fat and i just like i i had no clear idea and now it it makes a lot of sense and you know obviously we'll see over time how much how much um this continues and and if i'm able to make it stick but but for now like right now it seems to make a lot of sense because the biggest change i made and and not like 100 like consciously um it's sort of partly happened and and partly like I thought it's probably a good idea but like I, I, I didn't have something like really strong to back it up the biggest change isn't that I eat less it isn't even that I started like moving more because in fact it's been um winter and fall and I've been moving overall less like aside from the last month as I've been like going to the gym I'm moving less because it's like cold outside yeah. And I stopped like running almost, right? But the biggest change is that I changed my diet and I, I started eating a lot less. Again, bread, pasta. I never like potatoes. So that's, that helps. Uh, <laughs> and I, I would tend to like, there's some dinner made and I would take more dinner and less of the f- carb full filler, right?
1: Yeah, I mean for me that was the that was the the biggest change after the diet. Uh, uh you know, when I went to a restaurant and I would order, you know, this typical dish with fries, french fries and, you know, meat and salad. Right. And normally, I would start with the fries, you know. I would I would be looking forward for the, to the fries. Now, I would just eat the, the 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 meat with the salad and just have a few bites of fries and that's it. I I and I would mm-hmm. leave lots of them, you know, uneaten, you know. I wouldn't clean up the plate as I used to.
0: Okay, so um, that's encouraging, and I'm really happy that you um, mentioned this, this book, and I hope it, you know, we'll both reach our goals soon, and if, you know, if, if this has anything to do with our listeners, then I also would encourage to read this book, or listen to it, the audiobook was pretty good. Yeah, and and we should do the pics.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like, the whole episode was about the, this one book, but uh, yeah, but it was worth it to, to digest it.
0: So, two weeks ago, the whole show was filled with follow up. Last week, it was overtaken by Nosby Marketing Department, which is you. <laughs> and this week, we talked about weight loss. And next week, we'll talk about the thing we we're supposed to talk about some time ago.
1: All right. Yeah, we are very, as you can see, we are very productive, and you know, we are very, um, very specific about what we what we discuss on every show. It's, it doesn't come up just naturally and just easily. <laughs>
0: no, no, but but actually, in this case, it did. I, I consciously decided that as long as this topic is fresh, and I read this book, and it's fresh, we, I should discuss this. I just
1: wanted to point out that uh, it's great that you did because I felt the same way when I read this book as you feel now, like right. I didn't know that. Why did I, why did I didn't know that? I mean, why? You know, and like, now it's all easier. Now it's, you know, now it makes sense. You know, now it's, now I have, and, and, and I can see for a fact, I just, what you mentioned that, like in my case, I feel better having this kind of diet. I feel better, eating less carbs i i know it i mean it's not like i i you know i know it i know it from my body and i i see from you know from the from my health uh, you know from all of this i i know it so i've checked i i i i've checked it
0: yeah and and also i sort of learned from from the mistake i made earlier like i i'll 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 link to, to this um uh, to, to this article, it, it's called if, if I recall correctly something like uh, one tool to to make you learn better something something like that. So like the the idea is, uh, and I'm sure you've heard of it before. The best way to learn is to teach, right? Like yeah. when you when you read something, when you have this some new idea and new knowledge, the the greatest way to 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 solidify it in in your brain and sort of understand it better and, and see the flaws in your understanding is to try to explain it to someone else. Yeah. And also explaining stuff you learned is a great topic for a show. So I I wanted to like over the last half a year, as I've been reading some books and some of them were interesting and good. And I wanted to, to talk about them and, and like uh, make it a, a topic. Uh, like not not just the, the book but but just like start a discussion from some uh, interesting ideas I, I got from from that but I didn't do it immediately and then it just sort of faded away and <laughs> I still have them on my list and maybe we'll we'll get back to it uh someday but it, it's best to do it like immediately yeah so the picture so uh-
1: so pics uh, so um let's go let, let's continue with the health and, and 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 you know healthy routines and and all this all this stuff uh, so um d- did we mention in the show the 5am miracle
0: i don't think so
1: yeah so 5am miracle is a podcast by our f- uh, fellow friend jeff sanders and now it's also a book uh, i actually got a physical copy uh, last week and i got the virtual copy like 2 months ago it's a fantastic book uh, by jeff sanders and it's about you know waking up early, but not only that. You know, it's about waking up early and waking up consciously, like really to on purpose. Like let's call it. You know, right. and um, I really like it because Jeff's book is not only. I mean, it's, it's about productivity. Uh, something <laughs> something I'm passionate about, of course. But it's it's very well structured. It shows you the benefits of of waking up early and of waking up with a, with with a, with a you know with a plan. And how to wake up and how to actually, and also he gives lots of tips because he's a marathon uh, runner. He gives lots of health tips and, um, uh, you know, how to, what to drink, what to eat. So, like, very, very good book uh, overall and v- very good podcast. So, and we love podcasts. So, very good podcast to listen to. So, like, Jeff Sanders, 5 a.m. 5 a. miracle. Uh, totally
0: recommend it. Uh, I haven't read it, though. It's on my list. Uh, but I, I was listening to one episode of, uh, what is it called? Like, Beyond the to-do list, I think yeah. uh, the podcast with an interview with with Jeff, and 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 he made a, a pretty compelling pitch for the book. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, so my pick will be the the article I I uh, mentioned earlier. It's a simple tool to help you learn better. It's from uh, Farnam Street, which is a blog that I really have to like. It, it really seems like a fantastic blog and I have so much stuff on this blog to, uh, to, to catch up with. Uh, so I'll definitely recommend this. It's a very short piece, but there's so much stuff on, on this blog that, that is really interesting, very fascinating. So check out that.
1: Okay, so my second pick uh, is another book, which I just read. It's called Happy Money and uh, it's about uh, spending money um, to be happier right? Uh, And it it dives into this notion why we should be spending, I mean, how we should be spending money to actually, so that money actually makes us happier. Because very often we spend money on things that actually don't make us happy. The audiobook is pretty uh, uh, short. It's, I think, like something like five hours uh, to to, to listen to. So it's very short. It it took me uh, less than a week to actually read it. And are, there's just five major points why, uh, I mean, why uh, how we should spend money to actually uh, make ourselves happier. I really liked it and I have a few ideas from there that I want to implement uh, very soon. And you will also uh, be part, part of it. Radek, you don't, just don't know it yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, okay, so my second pick is something I was going to recommend last week. Uh, it's a essay from Ashfurrow uh, called Perfectionism. Uh-huh. uh and it is about being a perfectionist which um you know i to some extent feel like i am and i guess a lot of people are and and ways in which it it can be unhealthy like it 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 can yeah. make us behave in ways that are really counterproductive at best and just ma- make us feel bad at worst, or, well, that depends on how you value those things, but, yeah, but, but, but again, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a cool piece, so I'll link to that.
1: All right. Yeah. It's uh, like when you are, I mean, being a perfectionist on one hand is, a, I think it's, a, it's, it's a good thing, but then it can be really um, uh, like <laughs> a problematic thing because yeah, you might be destructive to yourself and not ship stuff. right?
0: Yeah, uh, my take on it would be that perfectionism is a good trait, maybe not trait, but a good way of thinking, sort of as a tool in your tool belt to have. It's it's like, to some extent, it's useful to have this, um, this tinge of perfectionism in you, but you also have to learn how to keep it at bay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So that was great. That was really long. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. If you like us... You know, uh, rate us on iTunes. If you don't like us, email Michael (laughs) and see you, not see you, hear you next week.
1: Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for, I mean, thanks for having this. And it was a very nice focused discussion there. Thanks.